So we actually did get some uh, some mail um, within the last however long it's been since we last recorded. Um, no questions, um, just a couple a couple of thank yous, which is always great. Um, friend of the show, Artie, um, we he asked us a question a couple of years ago, <laughs> um, and we a- answered. And I guess he's finally caught up to that episode because he uh, he thanked us for answering the question. Also, a friend of the show, Mark Bowling, wrote in, told us we were doing a good job. And told us to not get discouraged, and he enjoyed the discussion about bomb builders. So yeah, they love us, Clark. They love us. Woo-hoo. Yay! <laughs> We're doing something right. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> well, and now onto something completely different. Um, we're gonna go back to our uh, our older ways. Um, and we're going to do a little uh, little review today, a little yerb. We're going to be sampling a yerb. Um, and this is a, this is an interesting one today. Um, I haven't really drank it that much. I've had it in my possession for a few months now. Tried it a couple times. You've tried it once. So we're, we've both we've got a little, you know, a little yeah, background. We've got, got a decent background on it. Right. Um, so the yerb that we're going to be talking about today is Nativa suave um the reason we're going to be talking about the suave version is because the store where i bought it they had the regular version in the one kilo bag and they had the suave in the 500 gram bag and i didn't know if i was gonna like it or not so i bought the smaller package because i wasn't ready to commit (laughs) to the one kilo of nativa because it was more expensive than you know run-of-the-mill imported from south america type sherba um Correction, it's a pound, not 500 grams. What? Because uh, it's, Amer- it's American. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so uh, this this is an American or company. Not metric. Yeah, imper- imperial. Yeah, imperial yeah that one. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. So um, as we're, we were about to get into, this is an American company. Um, they produce kind of a weird hybrid version well we'll go into that in a second but anyway yeah so i got the suave version i actually didn't even realize it was the suave this the the suave version um the light <laughs> version whatever you want to call it says suave blend um i didn't even realize until i got home because the packaging looks so similar between the two just this one has a has a little blue square that says suave blend but the color of the actual packaging and everything is exactly the same so i sort of thought that i was buying the smaller package because uh, anytime I can buy a smaller package of a new Sherba, I'm going to buy the smaller package. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, just because I don't want a kilo of Tarawi, or I mean a kilo of any <laughs> other herb <laughs> sitting around collecting <laughs> dust. <laughs> um, yeah, got to find out something to do with that. Um, but yeah, so Nativa, they are based in Minnesota. Minnesota. As it were. South Canada. <laughs> Uh, they are based in St. Paul, Minnesota, as it were, as I just smack the pop filter in order to turn around. I guess I should have just checked on my iPad here in front of me instead of turning around checking the iMac. Anyway, St. Paul, Minnesota is where Nativa, the company is based out of. Um, their raw material, however, is 100% Industria Brasileira. So it's all coming from Brazil. Um, it comes specifically from the, the São Mateo region of Paraná, you know, the São Mateo forests, 
So same same region where Guayaquil gets their San Mateo. Exactly. However, actually, now that I think about it, what kind of cut is Guayaquil San Mateo? It's like is it is it kind of it's like a like like a super leafy Argentine, right? Super leafy, yeah. It's pretty much Argentine, but but from Brazil, so right. Whatever that makes it. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, Nativa. Their the cut of their jib, the cut of their yerb, is actually Uruguayan. Yeah. They do the yep. whole, you know one like like two three millimeter size little leaf flakes um all pretty uniform they do no stick little little tiny shards little threads of stick but really you know for the most part legally it is a it is a a sin palo no stick mate um the one thing i i I will say that's a little different on the cut is they don't have as much um powder since they are an American company, they kind of do the whole, you know, oh, uniform leaf cut, no powder thing. Um, I tried to look up how long they age their mate for, their sherba. Um, I couldn't find it. I Maybe it says somewhere on the package, but for some reason in my head, I want to say six months. I don't know why. Maybe it says that somewhere. I could be making that up. I don't know. Um, I do know this is air dried. This is dried without any smoke. They are very proud of that, as are a lot of American companies. Um, I don't think this is certified organic, though. Yeah, I never saw the little uh, or the very big. I mean, if this was certified, yeah, if this was certified organic, they would be. They would. Yeah, if it was certified organic, they w- I would know. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I don't think it's certified organic. So if that means anything to you, judge do accordingly as you would, uh, as such it were unto you, unto others, and whatever. Um. <laughs> but yeah, I've got some of the leaf cut here. Um. It is definitely kind of cleaner than like say a canarias or a sada or something there definitely is there definitely is powder in here yeah yeah there's some powder there's definitely more powder than you would see in you know the majority of american cuts or even you know a lot of argentine cuts but i would say that there's still less powder than you would see in a traditional uruguayan cut yeah maybe the difference isn't super extreme but that's just my feeling it's pretty significant on the like definitely a little bit more than American, but I mean a lot less than a normal like Canarias or yeah. Sada. Yeah, because so. I mean like when you do when you do the um you know the the put the gourd in the or the put the gourd, put the yerb in the gourd, put your hand over it upside down, shaky shaky business. When you pull your hand off of a Canarias mixture <laughs> when when you when you've taken your hand off when you're making canarias like you have a solid circle on your hand and oftentimes like when the powder all the powder you know comes to the top that's kind of the whole point of doing that and like it will almost look like brown shimahong when you do it with canarias just because there's so much dust it is formed like a solid like two millimeter layer of dust at the top um canarias can be a little little uh, inconsistent so some batches have more dust than others but i have had that experience with canarias before um when preparing nativa, 
I did not have that experience. It seemed, you know, like a an a less than average amount of dust for a Uruguayan style. Um, but this is kind of different than a lot of Uruguayan style because it is air dried. So, yep. Before we even taste it, um, I've prepared it, but we haven't tasted it yet. Um, already. I mean, okay, we're cheating a little because we have to drunk it before, but you know, already you can you can already tell you're gonna get, make make the assumption that it's gonna be a little maybe a little more flat, a little more kind of alfalfa tasting, you know, than say, but on export or you know another traditional Uruguayan herb, um, just because it was air dried and not you know traditional kiln or barbacoa barbacoa i still cannot find a consensus on how to pronounce that word because it's written both ways in print um but yeah so instantly you know it's not going to have those wonderfully dark smoky tones um like i said i could not verify how long this stuff has been aged for i swear it's only like six months um but we will see um or maybe not um if anyone has information on when, you know, how long they, they age their stuff for, that some, would be great. Some insider information on Nativa. Yeah. <clears throat> because I really swear I saw that they only age for six months. Was that on their site? I I tried looking on their site. I don't know. I tried looking, but uh, I couldn't find it. But, oh, well, that's okay. Um, but yeah, so it's a it's a Uruguayan-ish cut. Basically, yeah, it's it's a Uruguayan cut. Um, it's a kind of a olive green. It's a little greener than most Uruguayan, I think, probably due to the fact that it's probably aged less than a traditional Uruguayan and done so without the use of smoke. That probably lends itself to the color. Um, it smells. Sometimes we remember to talk about the 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 nose of oh, the yeah. yerb. Forgot that part. It smells. Mm, don't want to get a noseful, <laughs> a, an actual noseful. I don't know. It kind of just. It smells. I don't know. There's not much going on there. What do you think, Clark? This is this is a trait I've noticed, you know, with unsmoked sherbas is they don't really smell like much. They kind of, you know, just it, it kind of smells like um, like uh, hamster cage. Yeah, I mean, it kind of just. I mean, like clean hamster cage, like right, the, right, right. like the, the stuff the, you put the, in the, the the shavings. Yeah, like the the pine shavings or the alfalfa or the hay or whatever. That, you put that's it. that's literally what it smells. Yeah, like. there's it, not a whole lot to it. Yeah, in terms of, you know, the nose of it. Um, maybe if I was more adventurous. We are smelling, you know, just from from the open package. So our noses are about six inches, four inches away. Maybe if we were more brave and stuck our schnozzes straight all up in that herb, we would be able to get, smell something more. I mean, I've got the gourd right here in my hand. And, I mean, when I stick my nose right up there, to me, it smells like shimahong that is not fresh. It smells like stale shimahong. Stale shimahong kind of has a sour, kind of dusty smell. That's what it smells like, mm -hmm. but not very strong. Like it's still that a lot. It's like that hay, with a little bit of that kind of sourness of a stale, like a three-year-old shimahong. 
Mm. Yeah. Love <laughs> me a good three-year-old Shima. <laughs> yeah. Shima Hong, unlike other things, does not get better with age. Um. So, yeah. So, that's the cut. And I suppose we shall now have to uh, savor it. Let us indulge. Uh, okay. Um. Sorry. Switching. Had the, 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 the thermos in the wrong hand. Pouring the first bonafide mate, bonafide, excuse me, mate. <clears throat> I'm not going to drink it. <laughs> Looks contemplative. I wonder what he'll say next. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just took my first, you know, little sip. I will say this. The last time I drank this, I really was not a fan of it. I was drinking it in a, a leather-wrapped Calabash Uruguayan gourd. This time, I'm drinking it out of a Palo Santo gourd using a silver-plated Uruguayan bombisha. And I must say... I think the Palo Santo makes it better because it, it definitely tastes a lot more complex. There's a lot of flavors in there, but I've drunk enough Uruguayan mate out of a Palo Santo to know that those flavors are the the wood. Are, are, oh, the wood is the wood itself. Yeah, <laughs> is, is giving it a wonderful kind of almost spicy flavor. It's still... The, the overall flavor itself, you know, it, it still tastes the same. I think we've even mentioned it before, like, Palo Santo does make kind of uh, mediocre sherba taste better, but, you know, it's not a miracle worker. It's not going to... It may be the holy stick, but, you know, it's not going to heal your bad yerb and make it a, a top-shelf product. But this is, you know, this is drinkable. Where last time I was like, uh, how much money did I spend on this? Um, this time, you know, uh, it's fine. Um... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm just gonna finish and then give it to Clark, and then Clark, you tell me. Well, I guess we'll sort of simultaneously. I just, I just don't want to because I know you've only tried this like you've only had like one little sip of this. I don't want to cloud yeah. your judgment. Okay. So now I am going to pour a second serving. I'm gonna pass it to Clark, and we're gonna see. What kind of faces he makes. I will describe them to you, dear listener. I am passing off the gourd. The handoff has been made. He's putting the straw in his mouth. He has not spat it out in disgust, so that's probably good. He's looking out into the distance. Don't, don't feel... Yeah, Clark, just, just drink the whole thing. Don't feel like you need to give us your thoughts yet, um, but it's a little. It's a little. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I think I put a little too much herb in there. This stuff, this stuff really grows when you when you bloom it. So, because I, I I didn't think I'd put more, but yeah, you don't make me look bad on the podcast. You got through it just fine. <laughs> it was a little. It was a. It was not clogged. It was just just a titch. It was tightly packed. It was not clogged. It was very tightly packed. That that's all. 
All right. So he is after he's insulted me in front of all of you on my skills as a cebador. Um, I now that you've drank, I'm gonna say the predominant thing that I kind of that that I think of is it actually really tastes like Argentine mate to me. It does not taste like Uruguayan mate. It tastes like Argentine sin palo. Yeah. Yeah, that reminded me a lot of uh, the uh, Taragui Vitality variety. Oh, right, right, right. I, I had that a, a I, couple I, years I've ago. I've never had that, but... It, it kind of it reminded me of that. Hmm. So... Were you able to detect the kind of spicy undertones of the Palo Santo? Yeah. Yeah, behind the... Uh, the uh, the the flavors of the yerb itself, yeah, I could I could definitely sense the right Palo Santo. Yeah, so to me, it to actually that's that weird thing because it, it's a Uruguayan cut from Brazil, prepared by you know produced by an American company, but it kind of tastes like Argentine. So yeah. All they need to do is sell. If I had just bought it in Paraguay, <laughs> we would be hitting all all the corners, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's 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 yeah. So I will say this: this is like I said, the suave version. On the packaging, it says that they use more um, female plants in their suave version um, than male plants i guess in their in their normal version they use a healthy blend of both but it says right here our suave blend is milder in flavor using more female plant leaves than our traditional blend so i'm guessing female plant leaves are more mild tasting are, are they're sweeter that's sexist <laughs> oh it says right here the leaves are then crushed dried and aged a minimum of six months before packaging okay i'm not crazy oh. anyway um now but here so here's the weird part though the very last line right here says, both Nativa blends filter out the bitter stems. Now, I have always thought, in my personal opinion, in my personal research and study and time that I've drunk mate and just going from the fact that I've stuck sticks in my mouth and leaves in my mouth, I have plucked off leaves from a mate plant, left it to dry, and then stuck the leaf in my leaf in my mouth. I don't think the stems are what make it bitter. I don't feel that way either. I feel like the stems actually do the opposite. I feel like the stem is kind of the 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 the, the quote unquote sweet part of the mate. Yep. Um, and actually I, I can't uh, quote the direct source because just I can't off the top of my head, but Pretty much every single South American mate company, Argentina, Brazil, um, I don't know about Paraguay, but they when they talk about like the amount of stick in their in their mate, yeah, the composition in of their the actual the composition herb, yeah, they they talk about how the sticks make it softer they make it sweeter because that's what they do but then american companies tend to have this i mean not only american companies but you know um companies that distribute mate outside of the southern cone seem to have this tendency to talk about how 
the stems are are bitter and they add this acidity to the mate, but it's completely opposite. That's how I feel and that's how I think it actually is because I mean I feel like every the most bitter mates I've ever had in my life don't have a lot of stick. Right. Yeah, um and uh, you know they have the, the 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 kind of the standards of, you know, how much stick to leaf ratio you can sell and have it be a, a you know a standard 1 2 3. They have the Uruguayan standard, they have the the Padrão Nacional in Brazil. Um and you know the 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 higher the stick content sort of the 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 in more the more inferior the product is seen you know number three is worse than number one and i always you know just kind of figured is because the flavor was weaker because it's more stick you know the stick is seen by many people as filler in 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 these countries i've talked to you know people um in hugo Renji do sul and they've actually like complained that i i've had gauchos you know people from hugo Renji do sul complain to me and say, oh, these Shimahong companies, you know, they're ripping us off. They're putting all this stick inside the erva. Um, and I, I, I disagree. I don't think they're doing it to rip you off. I do think there's a blend. There's a, you know, there's a, a, a balance to strike between, you know, leaf and stick. Um, and it, especially in the case of Shimahong, I have found the pure leaf versions to be a little harder to prepare because the 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 it's the, the leaves are ground so fine that there's no structure there you know it, it's like making it's like trying to build a wall a very tall wall out of sand you know um you know there's a reason why we put you know rocks and gravel in concrete and not just you know powdery stuff because it adds structure you know and kind of the same thing happens with stick this the, the stick chunks in shimahong so, but they they, they they do sell pura folia shimahong that does exist, pure leaf shimahong. Um, but yeah, so that was just my little, my little tangent about how they say the, the the stick is bitter. I've also heard American companies say that you know the powder is. You mentioned the acidity. I've heard that they've said like the 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 dust, the powder gives the sherba a lot of acidity. And I don't know if that's the case either. I feel like the sh- the powder gives the sherba like more full bodiness. Yeah, um, yeah, more more like initial, it more like extends the cycle and like the 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 flavors. Yeah, and and it makes you know, um, it, and and it does help kind of more leafy cuts like you know like the Uruguayan cut be easier to pack you know really tightly in a nice you know wall inside your gourd. Speaking of which, I just finished a serving and it pulled just fine, might I add. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I call user error sure. on your part when you were drinking. Whatever, um, man. I, I will say I have packed this gourd pretty, pretty fat. Um, I tend to do that with Uruguayan. Um, it's just a habit because when I drink Uruguayan, I drink it from nine to nine, basically. And I don't want to refill the gourd with sherba. So I just really pack it tight. But as, I don't know if you saw, but this stuff, despite being air dried, despite not being... Um, aged for you know super long despite not having the most polvo it actually had a pretty good head of foam um so i I definitely think it's you know a high quality product it is good raw material that they're using to to make this you know it has a good head of foam it does have a good flavor whether the flavor is to my or your or anyone's taste is you know subjective but it is a good flavor you know yeah yeah it's, we, it, whether or not you like it you can still say that it is a good flavor you know 
Yeah. There there are objectively bad herbs. Yerbas. There are objectively bad ones that are just bad and no one likes them unless I don't know. Yeah, there's always that one guy, right? But I would say uh, this is a good product. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say this is bad. I mean, yeah. It's, you know, like you said, whether whether or not, you know, it's to my liking, my personal taste or your personal taste, irrelevant. It is a good product. It has, you know, it's a good cut. It has a nice head of foam. I actually think it's maybe even a little superior to other American companies. Some of the lesser known American mate companies come to mind with this, but just with the inclusion of a, of a, of a decent amount of powder inside of the mix. Um, the one specific brand um, that I know um, that I, I won't say the name of it, they really advertise that, you know, they're a no stick, low powder blend for the American palate, you know, and, you know, it, it, that's great. If that's if they found, a, you know, a market for that, if they found a, a niche of people who like that, that's great. That's not what I look for in Mate. Um, and I appreciate that. You know this American company. Yeah, I can. I understand why they're doing the whole air dry thing. Um, I understand why, um, but I appreciate that they're still more or less trying to deliver a South American experience with the sherba that they produce, despite you know being a, an American company producing this stuff for the American market outside of you know the raw material coming outside of Brazil. It's sold here in the U.S. So that's cool. Um, on the package, it does say that, you know, that they're, uh, they're all sustainable, wonderful, protecting the forest, all that good stuff. Um, so they do say that this allegedly does come from, you know, native sources. This is not coming from a farm or a plantation. This is allegedly coming, you know, from shade grown forest mate, sherba, you know, plants. Um, so that's cool. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, that's, that's all. Awesome. Those are all, those are all good things. Um, I can't help but wonder, you know, maybe if uh, if I took this package, dumped it out. Um, oh, my dog's barking. Hooray. <laughs> I think my wife just got home. Anyway, um, I have a feeling that you know, if I dumped this out into like a, like a big metal bowl and I fired up my charcoal grill and maybe if I just, you know, put the bowl inside, closed the lid, left it there for maybe 10 minutes and then I put all that into, you know, maybe like a, I don't know, like a, like an airtight container and left it in my cellar for another year it would probably come out tasting not you know not too bad <laughs> it would probably yeah. come out tasting more <laughs> like a traditional uruguayan um i could see that but that's an awful lot of work but yeah, yeah no um so if you see it in a store definitely try picking it up um especially if you want to i mean we talked about you know if you were if you want to get into uruguayan but you're afraid of canarias you know really there are you know some more options um this is probably the safest uruguayan option that exists that i can think of um with the exception of maybe del salvador um because del salvador just tastes so it's, it's just it's it's on its own island it, like it, it almost has nothing to do with uruguayan in terms of taste it is so different it is just yeah that's Seriously. that it's neither here nor there um <laughs> that stuff is just way out there um but this kind of stuff this nativa is, is it, it's it, it's 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 a lot like that it, it doesn't really taste a whole lot like you're going mate to me but i think it was it would be a good sort of 
good intro Tra- transition. transition yeah you know especially if you've been drinking a lot of argentine you like that flavor especially if you like you know things like kraus the unsmoked type argentine stuff and you want to transition over try some uruguayan you know this it's the uruguayan cut so you're going to get that good practice and learning how to prepare a good gourd of uruguayan mate um it'll still have a lot of that flavor the argentine stuff that you'll be familiar with but you know slowly going over to the uruguayan side and i think it's a good transition mate in that way yep and just so you guys know the package is like forest green half forest green half like yeah. light green just so you guys are kind of familiar with like what it looks just, like. just what it looks like you know, yeah and it says it says nativa yerba mate herbal coffee alternative so that's interesting that they actually market it as an herbal coffee alternative um they sell a normal version and a suave blend um yep. if you pick up the one pound package look twice at it to make sure that you are buying what you think you are buying don't make the same mistake as i did um yeah this is this is interesting stuff it's not you know probably not something i would drink every day but it is definitely definitely not bad not too shabby at all um if you are a more seasoned you know uruguayan drinker and you want to try it you might not like it just because it's it does lack a lot of that punch and complexity and body and creaminess and maltiness that uruguayan stuff has um but drink it out of a palo santo like i'm doing and it tastes all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure and uh yeah any other thoughts on on the product um, I know the kind of the main website that sells it is uh is is it Gaucho Gourmet? Gaucho Gourmet, I believe, sells this stuff. That's kind of oh, they do. I believe so. I think they're kind of the unofficial online home of Nativa. Um, I, I they don't really sell it too much on other mate websites, but I, I, I I've mostly only seen it in like Whole Foods and yeah yeah stuff yeah. Like I, I I picked it up at a at Good Earth. It's oh, just okay. like a you know, like a health food store around here. Um, but I do believe if you if you you know, if you can't find it locally, um, I'm almost 100% sure Gaucho Gourmet sells it. I, I want to say they have it on Amazon, too. It's not hard to find, but it's not, like, everywhere, like Cruz de Malta or something like that, you know. Yeah, so, just do a little you, bit you, of looking you, and you'll yeah, find it. You, you might need to search around, but you'll you'll find it. Um, but, yeah, that's that, I think that's all I've got to say about it. It's not too bad. It's actually – I was actually remembering it, like, <laughs> maybe it is really is the Palo Santo making it like better but I, I i remember really not liking it the first time i tried it but now that i'm trying it right now i'm like oh it's not too bad it's pretty good yeah. <laughs> so, but i might have to try it in a in a calabash gourd just to make sure it isn't just the palo santo doing all the heavy lifting flavor wise but um no um yeah i've got really nothing too bad to say about it, it seems all no. pretty good maybe yeah. not you know not a hundred percent what i look for in my sherba but it's uh it's a it's a good product I agree. He agrees, he says. And uh, I guess that's it. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Mateguys at gmail.com. Send us your complaints. Send us your suggestions. Send us your questions. And uh, we'll see you all next time. Peace.